Hey, it's Sage. Welcome back to Werewolf Apocalypse. Have you ever looked through a box of weird stuff? That sounds like you found someone's porn stash. No, no, not, not that weird. I mean, normalized, but whatever. I'm looking through a box of things that I wrote. Um, if you're new here, and I've never mentioned this, on the podcast. I write, not professionally. Um, That would be ideal, but publishers usually prefer you finish things. Fans usually prefer you finish things. And I'm just a real good starter. But so I'm looking through this box, and that's another thing that I'm bad at too. Um, I just start, and then I never edit. You get one draft and that's it. If you cannot find perfection in a first draft, then I'm not giving you perfection. But all of this is to say that we all have very embarrassing childhoods. Like, here's an Avatar The Last Airbender fanfic I wrote. Yeah. And I was depressingly old when that came out. I was like 14, 15. I don't know. Too old to be writing fan fiction about cartoon characters. Although I will fight you if you say that Shang from Disney's Mulan is not a total smoke show. But I'm not writing fan fiction about Shang. I was writing fan fiction about Zuko because I have issues. A lot of poetry bad unedited poetry probably for you the listener a lot of sounds of like paper ruffling which I'm sure is exquisite this isn't written down in here I don't think but it's the only poem that I've ever written that okay there's two poems that I have written that I have memorized (laughs) one's a limerick which is like a a naughty Irish poem, I think. And I'll share it with you people here because there's only two of you and you've probably heard it. There once was a hunter called Jack, a wife he tried to track. He had to lay claim to a woman, no, sorry. He had to lay claim to a wife he could tame to forget about what he lacked. Um, if you don't understand, probably because I messed it up right there in the middle, Jack had a tiny trouser snake. (laughs) The other poem is vastly different and maybe four lines. I don't think I've ever actually written it down. And it's one of my favorites because it uses twer. Twer. I don't even know if that's a word. I think it starts with an apostrophe, which is not a normal word thing. Or maybe it just starts with were. Did I even write this poem? Did I steal this? I might have plagiarized this. (laughs) 
Were there bells upon my ankles, I would dance around with glee, but my jubilance is weighted by the shackles below my knee. I don't know what it means. That's the great thing about writing, though, especially about poetry. It doesn't matter what it means to me. Once I have written it, it doesn't matter why I wrote it. What matters is what the reader gets from it. And I think that's a very beautiful thing about poetry. And one of the many reasons that poetry should not be analyzed in a classroom setting. The meaning can be so individual. Because I have personally never been shackled at the ankle or at the wrist or shackled at all. I'm a white woman in America, that's freedom. But maybe you take it as just the feeling of being shackled, the feeling of being held back and held down. Maybe you picture that it's someone else's story entirely. It might be. I mean, I'm a writer. Sometimes it feels like none of my story is actually my own. I only have stories about other people. Fake people. Who live in my brain. For free. Because fake people can't charge. You can't charge them rent. They don't have any money. They have fake money, but who needs fake money? So, I've got this embarrassing box of embarrassing writing. That's a very embarrassing drawing. I am not artistically talented when it comes to drawing. It's something you should know about me because it's not important. I have... So many angsty teenage writings in here. This one has a lot of drawings of the same flower on it. Wow. Uh, this is the poem that I read like my senior year of high school. I would have been 17. It was uh, I read it on Veterans Day. We had an assembly. That's not brief. I went to a very small school. There were like 300 kids there. 400 maybe. My graduating class was like 100 people. Very small school. So I can read it to you guys because they've already heard it. And just FYI, once again, it's a first draft. And it's terrible. But what's failure if you don't share it with a friend? This one is called Victory, because why not? Not all wars end in victory, and no war starts in peace. But ask any soldier how they face defeat, and they'll tell you that they tried their hardest, that they gave it their all, and no matter what happened, they stood tall. They faced adversity and adversaries, Yet they took it all in stride, 
So even when the battle was lost, the war was won inside. For all the victories they met, I salute our vets. <laughs> oh God, how pretentious of me. Is pretentious the word I want? I don't know. I've never been in a war. I didn't canvas soldiers and ask them how they faced defeat. I never, I didn't do any research, none. I made a generalized statement about an immense percentage of the population of the world. But that's what we call artistic license. This one's written on butterfly paper. For someone who was single for the first like 18 years of their life, I wrote a lot about love. For someone who's single right now, I don't know anything about love. It's individualized. Every individual experiences it differently. I think you can't go into a new relationship with expectations based on the past, unless they're like good expectations. Like your last person you were with treated you like crap, so now you won't accept that, that's good. But the la maybe the last person you were with remembered every small thing about you, but then they were also obsessive and clingy, and the new person does not remember every single thing about you. But they give you the space that you need. Not, no one person is going to give you everything you need. That's why we have friends. They pick up the slack. Uh, here's a piece of writing that reminds me that I'm a terrible speller. Here's a poem I got a C minus on because I didn't try at all in the slightest. Pretentious historical fiction. Pretentious. Pretentious. Awful. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ugh. Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Things that I can't even read because my handwriting is, well, I would be great at writing cryptic letters to a newspaper about a series of crimes I may or may not have been involved in. <sighs> Ridiculous. Does anyone else who's listening to this write or art or anything in the slightest? I mean, everyone has an art. You just have to find it. And I believe that you should. It's a worthwhile pursuit. But do you have 
names or themes or colors that you just constantly use and you're like mm, that's like the 37th thing I've done using blue maybe I should branch out into teal well I'm flipping through this giant box I've put it away now because no one has time for that mess I was thinking of reading you something from that but then I figured the three poems that I messed up were probably enough but you find yourself using these things repeatedly in stories or pieces or canvases that aren't connected. The amount of stories that I have written where the character, the main the female leads and char character's name is Alex or Chris because all I wanted, all I wanted once I was old enough to want things was a gender ambiguous name I guess would be the description that's not what I got um, for those of you who know me you know what my name is and for those of you who don't know me you should know that Sage is not my real name it was suggested by a friend and I ran with it because I like the name Sage it's also an excellent herb and you should use it but I digress and you just fall back on these things because they feel comfortable but does art really happen when you're comfortable can art happen when you're comfortable it can yes but if you're always painting everything in blue imagine the thrill imagine the nervous trepidation which might be a redundant statement of a slash of red just a slash of vibrant fiery passionate red I wonder how that would make you feel would you feel renewed would you feel feel reborn Or would you hide that away because it makes you uncomfortable so it must be bad? Oh, now these are the real questions. These are the real questions I'm finding as I dig into my subconsciousness. How would it feel? So I guess this episode comes with some homework. Two possible assignments and they will be graded never because I don't know you. Assignment number one, if you haven't found your art, find it, try things, embroidery, cross stitch, quilting, painting, drawing, candle making, soap making, writing, calligraphy, I don't know, art. It can be, almost anything can be an art. And two, if you have found your art, do something with it that's outside of your comfort zone. And maybe let me know how that goes. 
And this is very exciting because I'm just remembering that I made this. I have an email address. It's very long. Werewolfapocalypsepodcast at gmail.com. So if you want to tell me about your experiment, your artistic experiment, or if you want to tell me about finding your art, I'd love to hear it. And maybe... With permission, I would share some with the other listeners, if there are any. I'm speaking into the void. But yeah, so that's your homework. Either find your art or do something uncomfortable with your art. Optional, part B of both of those assignments. Let me know how it goes. I hope you have an artistic day, but don't cut off your ear.